Alright. What we're gonna do is go back. Way back. Well, kinda. We'll start with Booksome and Molly. Together they had nine children. Six girls followed by three boys. They named their youngest daughter Maggie. She married Fred. They had two sons and one daughter. I am the oldest of them. I'm Kendra. The middle boy they named Herbie. Well, his name is Aubrey, but we'll get into that later. He married Deborah, and they had three girls. I am the oldest of them. I'm Tawana. The third oldest was a girl they named Sadie. She married a man named Roosevelt, and they would have three kids together, the oldest of which was Daryl. He met and married Antoinette, and they too would have three kids together. And with their oldest, they gave Booksome and Mog their very first great-grandchild. That was me, Martine. The oldest of them all, and Bossy's second mama to many, was a girl named Blossom. She married Jean, and the two of them had seven children together. The tallest of them was Jerome. He married Juanita and had two sons. The oldest of them was me, Junie. So, y'all catch all that? Anyway, hey, cousin! Hola, and bienvenidos. Aquí tenemos nuestros primitos, Yenele Erendo. <laughs> yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? We are back with another episode of Hey Cousin, and we are welcoming on two very special guest cousins, two of three, uh, the uh, the whites from up north that I grew up with. Like, these kids are like my siblings, like, none none other than Jenny Lean and Randall White. Well, Jenny Lean has a definite last name now. Yeah, I'm married Jenny, now. Yes. Oh, Lord. Good God. Like, I'm talking about when I say these kids are like, these These are my siblings. Like, they are my, they are my. Junie was just a traveling brother. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are so pleased to have you guys on today. Um, we know we're missing a brother, Charlito. So we love you, Charlie, too, wherever you are at right now. We hope you get to listen to this and, um, you know, hear your cousins uh, clown for a little bit. But um, today we're going to start off our episode with a letter from Martine. But it all centers around... Uh, it all centers around multiculturalism and how it relates to Geechee heritage and the heritage that um, that some of the cousins bring into the family from their other side as well. So, Martine, we're going to let you read the letter. And then when we jump a little further in, we're going to let Randall and Janeline kind of give a little background uh, and we'll take it from there. Actually, no, we'll start. We'll start there first. So. Janeline and Randall, if you guys could share with us the uh, the other portion of your culture and heritage and uh, just introduce yourselves. You want to go ahead first? You want... uh, all right. Um, so along with us being, you know, half Dominican, essentially, uh, with our with our family, my dad, Uncle Gary, to everybody else. He moved up north, so we didn't really have too much family. And then the family that we did have was on my mom's side. So we had our Tia Selena, uh, that was my mom's sister, and a few cousins here and there. But we only had Tia Selena's house. So growing up, unless we were actually 
down there at grandma's house, we were basically strictly almost a, a Spanish household. And it was pretty funny that every time I would have to, you know, the, the summers I stayed in grandma's house, I'd have to readjust. Well, this is what I know we're used to. This is what I can get away with here at grandma's house. This is how things go here, opposed to this is how it goes at my aunt's house or back home. My dad would try to bring, uh, keep, keep the Gigi culture up a little bit, but whenever our family came over, when you guys visited or, or TJ before TJ and uncle Keith moved, yeah. um, it was a whole different culture. And every time we visited uncle Anthony or every time we came down to grandma's house, I could see my dad like go home and, and be back in touch with his roots. Cause he always acted different opposed to just being up there by himself. So mm -hmm. there, it's, it's noticeable, <laughs> but it, it was interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um, it's like, that was different for me though. Um, it's the kind of the reverse side. So yeah, we had my aunt, my tia Selena, which is my mom's sister. And then we had the, Lela who lived in New York. Um, and we would go visit him in New York, but growing up, it was a little bit of mix. So we, my mom did instill her Spanish roots to us, but my dad also instilled his Southern roots to us too. So I grew up with kind of both. And then as my mom became more Americanized, I guess, <laughs> she kind of lost touch with her Dominican roots. Um, she's getting them back slowly now. I always asked her, um, why doesn't she cook as much Dominican food like that? Like she, she started cooking more my dad's culture's food. And like it implicated a few Dominican dishes in there, but it was more American food or Southern food as well that that's that's beautiful y'all like I, I i'm so excited to hear even more about that and we mentioned in kind of like the um the pre-meeting that these are conversations that we haven't even really had and um like you guys said growing up we were always very close because we were so close in proximity like we was just you know a, a, a car ride away from one another so we'd always be within each other's presence so really excited about this conversation as we all know um from our uh season two experience martine's mom is jamaican and martine if you want to you know give a little bit of that and then go into reading the letter that would be awesome yeah so my mom is Jamaican of course my dad is uh, from the south it I really have to say that my mother did a great job with incorporating the both she did learn how to cook southern meals but we ate rice and peas and oxtail and curry goat and yam and banana and dump so my father got used to eating uh, Jamaican cuisines and he loved it and he would request the Jamaican cuisine because he grew up on the Southern. So he really didn't want that, you know, here and there, you're asked for your mac and cheese and stuff like that. But um, it really was the opposite. She made sure that we were well-balanced and we knew, and I have to say, she also was inclusive with other cultures because if you ask one of my little sisters, her favorite meals are Spanish. She liked rice and beans. Um, she likes Benita, she likes all of these things. So we really, um, she did a good job with making sure we were diverse and we were um, privy to a lot of other cultures and not just our own. Um, her mom, on the other hand, she was just strictly Jamaican. She's not making anything besides <laughs> Jamaican food. That's it, you're not getting anything other than sorrow. You you want to use, okay, sorrow. Yeah. 
We don't do fruit punch. We don't do anything like that. So she really, I mean, I love the balance. Like I said in previous um, episodes, I just love the mix. I love the fact that everybody was so inclusive. Everybody was so accepting. And um, I'm going to get into the letter because this letter definitely says something else. Mm. So the letter is, hey, cousins. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now and have been dying to ask this question due to it not being one of your previous topics. I'm a child who has been raised in a multicultural family dynamic. My mom is from Honduras and my father from the South. Based on outward appearance, you can't tell, but when we start to speak Spanish and cook certain traditional cultural-based foods, you start to see the difference. I love both sides of my family and have learned to embrace both the similarities and the differences. My questions to you are, how do I feel confident in who I am when I have certain relatives from my father's side telling me to, quote, stop speaking that Spanish shit around us or criticizing the foods that my mom make when we have family gatherings? Please help me if you can. I love my family, but I feel like they have been very disrespectful to my culture and I want to know how to stay firm on my own beliefs while also educating them in the most positive way. So I'm going to give it to the guests. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it to the guests only because I have to say, I'm fortunate enough to not have had that experience. I want to say our family has been very open to my mom and Actually, they will call and want her to cook every dog on time. <laughs> Can you make this? Can you bring this? So I've never experienced a negative aspect of, you know, of of her being West Indian. So I, I don't know about Randall and y'all. So I'll give it to y'all. No, I think it's the exact uh, opposite for us, too. We every time we went down there, whether it was us and my mom, like I've always felt embraced. It was never any kind of negative vibes like they always want my mother to help cooking they loved her cooking as well they always wanted her to cook her dishes because they didn't get them too often and my mom was always willing to help grandma anybody do anything i've always felt the love so definitely definitely very shocking to hear that um as far as what i would do i, I think i would you know just embrace your Hispanic side. I mean, you, you have two sides of your family and they're going to intermingle and they should just accept that, you know, we're family, although we're different. Like, although every time I visited South Carolina, I was always the lightest kid on the island in the house. And everybody knew who I was. Why? Because we don't have too many light-skinned cousins that are this light. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Gary's kids is here. So, um, and it's something that I probably, I could have took negatively or, or felt sub subconscious about, but I never had the stress about, you know, mm -mm. trying to fit in. Cause the moment I landed on the island, the moment we got on grandma's property, it was like, Hi, I'm home. I'm, I'm with family and everything's copacetic. It's, uh, everything's great. So I would just keep embracing your Hispanic side and just, you know, tell your family, like, yo, this is, this is who we are. We're family. And if, if you don't understand, maybe you don't understand and you feel offended. Maybe I can tell you what's going on. I'm pretty sure nobody's talking shit about you. You know, there's no animosity on our end, so I don't think you have to bring it on your end. So I'm the oldest out of all three of us, so I know a little bit more that was going on in <laughs> in our mm -hmm. family. And 
it was the Hispanic side of the family that didn't re- well, they accepted my dad and everything, but they definitely talked about him behind his back uh, on my Spanish side. Mm-hmm. So my mom's side, they're very um colonized. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Some members are very colonized <laughs> uh, mindset. And they saw my dad as just uh, a negrito. So mm-hmm. another another black man. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they oh and they even questioned my brothers. Um uh they were saying like, Oh, that's that's not my dad's kids because they were so light. Um <laughs> and I th- my parents never expressed any of that negativity around us growing up, but you know, when we got older, my mom did explain to me some scenarios that happened growing up and how my grandma would just talk about my dad and kind of just saw my dad as the money guy, basically. Like, all right, he's he's the one that we could depend on if we ever need anything. And, no, and my dad is just so kind-hearted with the family and he is going to help them. But they didn't, they didn't accept him in the beginning. I guess they accepted him later on. Um, and then now that my parents are divorced, they they look at my dad like, all right, this is this is Charlie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they they they're, they realized who he was, huh? I said they realized who he was after the fact. Wow. Yeah, it's after the fact that it took a divorce for that <laughs> to happen, though, is that that's sad. I I mean, even just I mean, I know that I don't have a, a lot to contribute to this conversation, um, being that my both my parents are American black as far as as far back as we can trace. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, there's things all in there. Everybody takes the, the genealogical uh, research and all that stuff. But um, what I can say is that an idea that I would suggest to the listener would potentially be. Like, all right, so if you're coming into one particular side of your family and they are saying something about the other side of your family, it would be a really great idea to try to get some buy-in from the parent that more closely reflects that side of the family. So if you have an African-American parent, then you get with, you know, that parent and be like, hey, like we need to band together and try to get them to be a little bit more accepting of the other side because not only is this the other side of me this is also your spouse or you know your former spouse or somebody that you once had you know a lot of love for and you chose to have children with so i need your help to get your family in line so that you know we can all contribute Um, a more positive atmosphere to this situation because one of the biggest things that I think will be helpful in moving forward with your family in general will be boundaries, you know, like set the boundary, set the tone, like, Hey, this is a very important part of my culture. And, uh, and I, I am interested in learning about it and I'm interested in, uh, continuing on with, uh, all that I've been taught by my loved one. And I would appreciate it if you, just you don't even have to love it you don't have to like it but at least respect it and i think if we start the basis at respect then everything can be a, a little a little better run a little more smoothly oh hey y'all hey hey hey, hey. 
<laughs> First thing I want to say is, I think you guys kind of like you got you hit the nail on the head. We don't have to keep beating that horse to to the. We don't have to keep talking about how you should move forward. We live. This is we're about to be in 2022, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, we we have to start understanding that we live in a very global, diverse world. So we're going to intersect with a lot of different type of people from different cultures, from different ethnicities. And at the end of the day, if you're still on that, I mean, because that's like a form of racism. So if you're still on that, oh, don't talk that Spanish shit around me. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why we got to go there? Why are we doing yeah. this petty? You know, I'm trying to work on my cussing, but why are we doing this petty? <laughs> mess? The, the fans <laughs> love it. <laughs> 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 but um, for me, it's like, um, I really want to talk about, for me, I see like there's so many different rabbit holes we can go down. And I say that because, mm-hmm. number one, I've never, okay, so we always knew Uncle Gary had some pretty low lights and low churn, you know what I'm saying? But we never <laughs> knew them. We never, like, I've never really yeah. interacted with you guys Um when we would visit, we would vi- we wouldn't we wouldn't come to Gary's house. But I remember being a little girl and Gary being like one of the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest cousins. He because he's my first cousin. He's my dad's um, nephew. That's my dad's nephew. Um, so you know, when we were little, we had a lot of interaction with him. But his family per se, once he moved to Jersey, it was like we really didn't have a lot of interaction. So I feel like. Um, one for our family, we need to set up some type of meet and greet for a holiday or something because <laughs> we're getting older and yeah. God forbid one of our kids start dating one of y'all kids or something like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, we need to know. We need to know who our family is. And that's why I'm so happy about this podcast because it allows us to kind of have these conversations and to kind of have like a reunion of some sort with family that we don't normally intersect with. Um, as far as uh, the the cultures, I really don't know anything about the Spanish culture or Dominicans or the Puerto Rican. I know you're supposed to call it a Puerto Rican or Dominican and Dominican and Mexican. Like mm-hmm. I know that part, but um, I really don't know anything <laughs> about different cultures because I grew up predominantly in the South. Like I'm, a, I'm definitely a Southern belle. So for me, I can't really lend a lot of um, conversation or ideologies towards this conversation when it comes to that aspect. But as far as uh, the the letter is concerned, I just feel like we're past that. We are way past um, the name calling and not understanding that we should work together as a unit um, or be or be one as family. Like, how could you say, "Oh, because you're Spanish, I don't want you talking Spanish around me"? That's just kind of weird to me. So. Um, yeah, outside of that, I really just feel like we as a family, we need to come together. We need Spanish is like the number, the number two language, about to be the number one language. So at the end of the day, we need to know who our Spanish uh, family and friends is, you know, because we could mm-hmm. meet one day longer in life or our kids could meet. And I just think um, if we know each other and we, we can embrace each other even more, we can understand each, each, each other even more. And the reason why the writer is writing in is because maybe that person never embraced the other side of the fam. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand how you could not want to know what you don't know, you know? So mm-hmm. um, that's all I got for the, for the cousin that wrote in. But I agree with you, Tawana. You have to also, what you said was very important. The fact that this person, the fact that you said you 
you was raised in the South, there isn't much diversity, diversity. So therefore, that's the primary reason why the ignorance is there, the mm -hmm. lack of knowledge, you know? So when you don't know, you just say these things. And the unfortunate thing is, it's us a lot of times who are prejudiced against us, which doesn't make any sense. Because when you do mm -hmm. your research, a lot of these other cultures, the person is from Honduras, African roots, mm -hmm. African descent. So it's mm -hmm. the same thing. They just know Spanish. That's it. So it, it's really, it's really sad. It, it really is sad. And one thing I want to bring up with my mom, she, I just like this about her because of course, Patois isn't a language, it's a dialect, mm -hmm. but she made sure she did not speak Patois because she did not want, because when she was going to school, she got you know, ridiculed, people talked about her, whatever. So she made sure that she was on her English language because she did not want us to have the accent. She didn't want us to speak like that. And for me, I'm like, no, I want to speak like that. Why, why not? You know, why not? But she made sure that she was on it and stressed herself about it. And I'm just like, it just shows the conditioning when you're growing up people around you condemning you and telling you that who you are isn't as important as who they are, which is really unfortunate. And I must say my dad, he does a very good job in, with embracing the Jamaican culture. He really does. Martine, I want to kind of add on to what you just said. When I first went to school, I didn't even know I had no accent. I didn't know Geechee. Geechee is also yeah. like a dialect. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you don't yeah. understand it either. It's very but similar, but it's similar to Patois. Yeah.
And I'd be oh, like, mm. slow down. Y'all, yeah, they ain't going to understand what y'all saying. If <laughs> you know, you got to talk a little prop around these folks because they don't understand you. Yeah. So go ahead, Jenny. I see and you want just, just like how you were saying, though, like, it kind of, like, put off a light bulb for me, too. Like, it's, I think it's very interesting as to the more education that we get, which is obviously always prefaced by whiteness, right? The educational system is rooted in whiteness. The more education we get, the the more willing we are to like be like, oh no, y'all better get that black shit up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to be this style in this way. And it's just, it's mind blowing. It's, it's unfortunate, yeah. yeah. That's what they tell you. In order to have certain roles, my mom is an APRN. So in order to be in a certain field and have a certain role, you cannot speak this way. You uh -huh. have to speak a certain way. So you think unconsciously, you condition yourself to look, I got to fit the role because I need the job and this, that, and the third. And you're losing yourself in that process. You know what I'm saying? I commend and I, I'm happy that the Hispanic culture fought for their language being a part of the communities and things, this and that, because you lose yourself. You do. Yeah. And it's like, that's why? That's why true. do you and lose you, yourself? That's true, Martine. And you also find yourself because even though at 25, I felt that way right now, when you meet people that embrace who you really are, they mm. love it. They like, can you, can you talk that Geechee stuff for me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. my God, it sounds like you from Jamaica. They think we're from- You Jamaica. exotic? Like, it does. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I oh, have you to know. be honest, I can't understand it though. I know, girl. You know I, I know. struggle. <laughs> like, what? You gonna get it. But the you crazy part is, they think the Northerners have an accent. They like, oh, you speaking that New York stuff. What? Yeah, y'all yeah. yeah, do. The meat got now. Who is going to call? I'm going to actually call her and tell her not to come anymore because I'm not. That's y'all accent. That's you, that, that's that's how y'all almost don't sound like that. That sound like some Long Island soprano <laughs> woman. Uh, <laughs> Look, Martine, you sound like that right now to me. You crazy? No, yes. negative. Oh, uh, you that you you do. Like Kendrick, you do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> and you know what? The funny thing is, so. To put my two cents in on the topic, um, first off, we always talk about the individual first. So as long as your parents have instilled both sides of who you are, and you have to you have to rock with that. Whatever yeah. anyone else says is just what they say. Just like to one, I didn't know I had an accent until I joined the Air Force. And <laughs> I had like instructors in tech school. He was like, you from Jamaica or New Orleans or something like that. And just like saying like the word paper. He used to tease me every day. He's like, say paper again. It's like, paper? It's like, paper? <laughs> it's like, this kind of get on me. But the, the women liked it, so I was cool with it. So I always got a little extra geeky when it came down to certain conversations. But um, as far as now where I live now, I basically live in Mexico. But I'm in, I'm in Texas, but most of the culture so is uh, they speak Spanish. And I have friends here who've been here for like years and years and they haven't tried to speak Spanish, but I'm actually learning Spanish. Number one, you want to always be aware of your surroundings. So I don't want anybody to be able to say anything around me that I don't have some idea of what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And also, I think, again, we, we said earlier, that's like the number two language. Mm -hmm. And if you're into business and things of that nature, why limit yourself to just what you know? You know, you're cutting off so many different opportunities to learn different cultures, you know, connect with different people on different levels, because at the end of the day, 
you're not going to get the best out of other cultures unless you try to take a step forward in learning more about their culture. And to that point, Kendrick, I want to also like kind of highlight the fact that I remember growing up um, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm old, you know what I'm saying? But I remember Uncle Gary, Jenny Lynn and Randall and Randall's uh, dad, like having like Spanish tapes and he was like teaching himself things here and there right. along the way. Right. And. I think that would be something that would be really beneficial to our our um, our writer. You know, like maybe try to share some of the culture with the family on a one-on-one basis. Like if they have questions about certain words or whatever, teach them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like get them as interested as they possibly can be. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, I, I want to kind of bring and pose the question to both you, Randall and Jenny. I know that we spoke with Martine about how language was in the household there, but do you guys have a perspective about how the Spanish language was in your household growing up and um, how your relationship with the language is now even? First off, my, my dad held his own with his Spanish. Um, I don't know who taught him or but when I everything that I remember going to when I was little, my dad used to sit there at my aunt's house and be in the mix, in the conversations, talking Spanish. And I'm like, yo, how did you learn this? Who did you learn this from? Because he, <laughs> wow. I, when as far as I'm, I was five or six when I first started hearing him talk, or remember like him holding his own. I'm like, you haven't known. You act like you've lived in DR for for a certain amount of time. <laughs> so uh, I think I think. He held his own with his Spanish, and I, that's an amazing feat. And I think he did it pretty well. Uh, he definitely speaks Spanish better than myself and obviously <laughs> my brother. Um, um, and I think uh, growing up, though, I think we lost based on uh, the Spanish language. Um, my sister knows way more than than me and my brother. I know more than my brother, uh, and I understand a lot. Uh, but we definitely lost based on. Um, just the language. My mother didn't really talk Spanish. There's no one for her to talk Spanish to. She didn't, couldn't speak to us because we didn't really know it, and there was no point for her to talk to my dad in Spanish. So um, it's it kind of got bad to where I know I didn't have enough Spanish. I have two boys of my own, and when I found out that you know I was going to be in a relationship with Aiden, and then when I was having Damien, I told my mother, I said, listen, I only want you to speak Spanish to my kids because mm. I lost based on it and I don't want it to end with me. Cause if it ends with me, I don't give them a chance to just have it naturally. And they're young to the point where they could just absorb it all. So I know for a fact that I could have done better keeping up with Spanish on my own and, you know, trying to learn more and interact. I could have just asked my mother to speak to us in Spanish more, but we just never did, you know, unless she got mad at us, you know, she'd curse and, yeah that's when it comes out <laughs> oh yeah yeah don't piss the spanish lady off she she'll get the phone like a baseball player get your uh, ass in here yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and Junie, you know because you used to be out of house and yeah her off and she she get it she gets on Junie, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and real, I, I definitely need to highlight my aunt Jenny. Like she, 
Honestly, just like how y'all was saying earlier in the conversation, she fit right in with the family. She wasn't one of these people that sat in the background and was like, oh, I'm just here just because. Nah, she got up. She helped with Grams. She, you know, was full of life. She was vibrant. She was her own personality. She held her own in, in our family unit. And, like, that's that's my girl. That's my mom's girl to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, love you, Aunt Jenny. I hope if you listen to this that you, you get a smile on your face um miss you all of that <laughs> <laughs> she'll she'll probably be like oh yeah, so <laughs> yeah so when my when my dad first met my mom like my mom didn't know a lick of english because she was in dr so my my dad met my mom through a picture um and he and my mom's cousin worked with my dad in jersey so that's how he kind of met my mom and then he just took a flight out to dr and was like yo what's up <laughs> and spent some time that's with crazy. her and basically like i found some old letters that they used to write and my dad would write to my mom in spanish and and throw a little bit of english in there just to like help her learn english as well so they could communicate and um my dad he had like this antique record player that plays cds tapes um i think records at one point and he and i found all that of spanish 101 in there and i was gonna um play them for us so we could start learning it but i was born in dominican republic so my first language was spanish but i didn't move to the united states till i was three so basically i've been here since i was three and i kind of did lose my spanish growing up but and then i um, my my parents will always send us to DR for the summers as well as um, Carolina. And I don't know, I guess since Spanish was my first language, I, I didn't lose it as much as my brothers, um, my brothers didn't because they were kind of born in the United States basically. And they just grew up um, learning English and being taught English. And yeah, like Randall said, my mom didn't really speak Spanish um, around us just because she was trying to communicate with my dad and us like, she came to the United States and this was just her. Like there was no family around. She barely knew English. So she kept just speaking English around us. But um, I will say that, you know, growing up, I did kind of resent my dad for not bringing us down to Carolina as much, just because that did hinder us. Mm -hmm. Well, Randall's a little closer to everybody down there than compared to me and, um, and Chalito. Even though we did almost spend the equal amount of time down there but every time i went down there like i just felt so awkward just because we weren't as close as compared to my spanish side of the family um and then the language barrier down there too like i think it was one time lj uh came to pick us up and he was talking <laughs> to me and i was like what are you talking about like you need to slow down like, i did not understand a word he was saying at all like and he literally was like breaking down each word for me to understand. And I don't know because it was just four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, even like, or when Simone talked to me, I'm just like, I don't understand anything y'all saying to me just because like the, the dialect was heavier um, down there than it is up north. But when I go down there, like some, like a, a Southern accent comes at me for some reason <laughs> when I talk. <laughs> And then when um Larnell, our other cousin, he always said like, yeah, I have like a northern New York accent, but I'm like, I don't hear it at all. 
or even more my Spanish accent comes out like I don't hear it at all um when they tell me but they say I do even my husband tells me that I'm like I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) it's it's definitely there my wife says the same thing she says she'll tell me uh, Tracy my wife she'll tell me the same thing she'll say oh I have a New York, New Jersey accent, or North accent. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're right. only in Maryland. You're not even that south for you to right. be have a Northern accent. <laughs> but wait, hold on, hold on. Maryland got their own vernacular she, that is. She's from Baltimore too, so you. Oh, know. Uh, not, yeah. not Baltimore. Especially, especially Baltimore. Especially Jeez. Baltimore. Yeah, I don't want to talk about language. Oh man. Jeez. People a little bit I'm from the, the north Maryland. and a little bit of the south and mix it together, and that's yeah. what you want together. They all oh, mix up. Yeah. I'm here by myself. All the family functions. It's just me and all their accents. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy. That's crazy. Yeah. So like Randall said, I do know more Spanish than than my other brothers. And I am just trying to still keep that alive, basically. Like um, even with Damien and Aiden, I talk to them in Spanish all the time. I play Spanish mm-hmm. music all the time. When Damien used to come and visit, I'll put the Spanish baby channels only mm-hmm. <laughs> just so he knows. Um, and I always tell Randall, like, yo, just just start playing stuff in Spanish. Like even when we ha- when me and my husband have our own kids and stuff, like it's just gonna be a Spanish household just because I don't want I want them to know it naturally instead of um knowing it and then losing it and then trying to get it back like when i go to dr everybody know i'm american <laughs> yeah All the time. as soon as i open my mouth they're like yeah you're not from here mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's a beautiful point jenny i think it's important to make sure that the things that are present in your culture that uh you know are most likely to be lost outside of your own household, I think it's really great to make sure that you're focusing in on those things inside the household because you know without a doubt, like what whenever y'all have kids one day, they're going to go to school and they're going to speak English. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to. So really the burden of making sure you perpetuate that element of your personal culture is on you. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's really dope, Randall, how you even brought into the conversation making sure that your mom speaks to your kids in Spanish that's going to help them leaps and bounds and even past just like being able to perpetuate a culture there are so many jobs and roles in the United States of America that if you are bilingual it'll (laughs) automatically tack on like 20k to your salary you know what I'm saying without even having to worry about it and if you have this thing that that you came up since from birth that is just ingrained in you it's always setting you up for generational wealth and prosperity and all of those things and Spanish is definitely a coveted language because this lady that I work with at Nordstrom, she was so freaking cute. And I was like, you gonna have to teach me Spanish. And she was like, let me tell you what I did. She said she used to watch the soap operas in English. Mm. She said, and that's how she learned it. She said she just turned on the English channel. She said, that's how I learned it. And of course it was a little broken. I used to be like, can't use that right there. That's <laughs> Right there, sis. But she she told me, she was like, I'm telling you, if you just watch the Spanish channels, see how they react, practice it. She said, that's how I learned. And she's an older lady. So I think it definitely will behoove us to kind of learn the language because the Spanish culture, the Hispanic culture, like you guys are way, like you guys are starting to outnumber some of these other cultures. If, if, oh, if y'all don't know it, mm-hmm. like- 
them Mexicans, y'all. Sorry, I know y'all ain't Mexicans, but them Mexicans, <laughs> no, they can have eight or nine or ten children. Like they have a lot of kids. So you know what I'm saying? Those kids are gonna grow up one day and be adults. And you know, they say, like you said, Kendrick, living in El Paso, living in near New Mexico, it's like that's the dominant culture. My friend, she lives in San Diego, but she said a lot of people in Southern California are Hispanic. You know what right. I'm saying? And you know, I just feel like one day we're gonna probably have to need to know that language, you know? So mm. I'm gonna start. But there yeah. is there is a difference in the Spanish language Absolutely. too. Because if you yeah, hear someone I mean. from Mexico speak, you hear someone who's Puerto Rican speak, and you hear someone who's Dominican, you even hear someone from Honduras speak, it is completely all different. different. All different. It's so different. And with Honduras, uh, they also speak Garifonia. So that's another mm. language that they speak. So it's like, it, it's such a big difference in the Hispanic culture as a whole because they speak mm. Spanish. To me, the Mexicans are the quick speakers. Like they, mm -hmm. they're fast. Like I don't understand anything. And I grew up in the Bronx. So in the Bronx, all my friends was Puerto Rican. So I mm -hmm. knew Spanish. I, mm -hmm. I, I knew, I knew what they was talking about. I understood everything. All my friends was Puerto Rican. So it really is a difference in the language itself. You can hear it. It, it just sounds different. This is the slang that I hear because this girl from Dominican Republic and I tried to get her to teach me too. And she was like, it's the slang. You're not going to know the slang. She was like, yeah. Know the that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, just yeah. teach me mucho grande and, and mucho grande. <laughs> I can call him a puta now. <laughs> My thing when I was mucho in the grande, Bronx. Mucho grande. Mucho grande. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to know numbers. My biggest thing was I needed to know numbers and I needed to know how to order my food from the Cuchifrito. So oh, okay. I need the food. I need all of that. And then everything else with being around them, being around their family and stuff like that, all of that just came. Just mm -hmm. you, you're around it all the time. So you just pick up on it. So, That's so cool. That is so freaking cool. That's cool yeah. too. It's something special yeah. about immersion, um, immersion culture and like being in the environment. You pick up things so quickly. Like when I lived yeah. over in Korea, I didn't have no choice. You know what I'm saying? I got the, my, as soon as I got off that flight, I looked around. I'm like, where are all the English at? Nothing, well, my ignorant no ass. <laughs> Ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? I went to a restaurant and Randall, you spent some time in Korea. You lived in Korea for a little bit because you're in, you went in services, yeah. right? And bro, when I tell you the first restaurant I went to sit down in, I just had to point at some shit. Did not even like it. Uh but I'm like, I gotta eat. <laughs> so I said, I can't be on this for too long. Like, so I had to pick up things and, and learn a little bit. And I had my, my students teach me some stuff. I had, you know, I taught them some stuff and that was able to bridge that divide and really make it an experience that was beneficial to all of us. Yeah. So yeah. I am, that's how I'm learning right now. Actually they called it like immersion versus learning. So mm -hmm. right now I only watch everything I watch in the house now is in Spanish. Everything. <laughs> because you, you learn I, I understand I took like some classes so I understand the dialect and you know, tense and things like that nature, but as far as getting the right cadence and all that stuff, so when I'm talking to the people out here in Spanish, I'm always like habla más despacio. Because they they be rolling when they talk. Yeah. I'd be like, God. They yeah. might be like the and all the dialects are so different, like you said. So yeah. it's like they're like the Geechee people to me the of the, of the, the Latin. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they are. It's very fast. So. Very fast.
all of my Spanish speaking friends actually have mentioned to me that that is the the best way to pick up the language. Like watch the videos, listen to the music. And with that, I got to say, any of y'all watch um Sin Senos No Hay Paraíso? <laughs> listen, if you don't get no no <laughs> if you don't get on netflix and i'm telling you it's gangster people getting kidnapped people getting breast implants oh, when they don't want to get breast implants it's wild like and i'm like oh, whole time gasped yes oh yeah yeah listen I, it's like uh, granted these telenovelas be having like 45 seasons and and <laughs> when you look at one one season in particular it's gonna have 65 episodes but guess what you truck along and you're gonna learn some shit <laughs> and the drama that's like the uh african yes. movies yes that's like the african movies oh my god yes i'm writing it in the too, chat now hold on y'all can find it funny. yeah we gotta check it out we gotta check it out i'm pretty sure he did not say the, the name right <laughs> oh, I did it. I did. Uh, listen, uh, I had a, shit, I did it. <laughs> basically, it translates because I had to look it up. I'm like, what does this even mean? So, so basically, it means without without tits, there's no paradise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I had to Google it before I said it just to make sure. You know what? Because one of my boys told me, he was like, yo, you got to watch this show. It's on Netflix right now. And it's actually a remake of an older telenovela that was uh, that was the same thing. But it was like, it's a reboot, basically. But mm-hmm. listen, the drama, the action. Whoo. Oof. Well, Narcos sold me, so you ain't got to. Because Narcos, Narcos is good. good. No, that's that's good. good. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, that's good. It's really good. Really good. That's what's up. So, what are some things that you guys? Um, I mean, you know, with us wrapping up or whatever the case may be, what are some things that you guys would like to see our family do as a group, as a whole, so we can kind of start getting to know each other and hanging out and maybe even doing trips and stuff? Like we're at that age, you know. It's funny you bring that up uh, because last time I was down there for for Granddad's funeral. You know, we got together like, all right, we need to come together. We've been looking at a cabin somewhere like in between. I think they're looking at like Tennessee or something like that. But we were trying to plan a reunion and we have, as we always done every time we come down there, it's like, all right, we need to come together. And then we go back to our homes. Pepper lives, yeah. And then, the, and and then fall it off. dissolves. Mm-hmm. Epic fail with us because we tried yeah. to do the cabin thing too. Remember Kendrick, when we tried to do it and we just couldn't, yeah. I don't I don't understand. We just need, <laughs> we need one person that's like super dedicated yeah. to making it happen. I don't I think know. we had that because didn't Ooh. we plan like a Northern versus Southern trip and that fell apart? That, no, was, that was the cabin. That was, was the cat. Yeah. What happened? I saw dedicated people. It's just yeah. My divorce started around that time, so I was like, yeah, y'all can do y'all thing, but yeah, okay. I was about to. Uh, that just I was going. Apart. I was so going to do think it. Only the northerners went. Yeah. But I was like, what happened? You know what? And that's true. We do because I did not know Randall had a child, had kids, have kids. Me neither. I didn't even know Gianni was married. So I'm just saying no. these are things that we do not know. Y'all probably don't even know who 
my son is. So it's just all of these things that it's like, it's sad. If we had a family reunion, we need a block because it's a million of us anyway. (laughs) Absolutely. So, but we need something because it's really sad. And like I said, my son, he uh, goes around everybody. He's like, who's that? Who's that? that? And I just feel bad like that. Mm -hmm. That's how Caden is actually. Yeah, who's that? And we are really like close cousins. It's not like y'all are six or seven cousins. Like my daddy, your dad is my dad's nephew. So that makes Mm y'all my second cousin. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's same thing with Martine. Like we're too close. Like our family lineage is too close for us not to know each other. And the fact that we're so multicultural, that brings even more like, like, okay, we really need to get together. This yeah. is just a few of us because we have plenty of other cousins. Cause I mean, the Michael side alone, you have right. my grandmother's great grand uh, daughter. She has Dominican and you know, her and her mom is Puerto Rican. Like, I mean, we're all mixed up. Kim has mm-hmm. West Indian kids. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah. it, it's not just us. It's not yeah. just us. So, I mean, it's a lot of things that we don't know. It's because we don't come together. We, yeah. we don't yeah. come together. Honestly, I feel like because of this, because of this podcast and because of this conversation, I feel like there's something that's rising up in me that's like definitely wanting to spearhead this type of thing because I have such fond memories of growing up. Like I grew up with so much responsibilities that honestly, like being around family is, was the times that felt fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I didn't have to be the adult in the situation. You know what I'm saying? I could literally just kick it with my cousins or whether they were older than me or younger than me or whatever. And that was such a, that was such a time frame that I look back on fondly and it, you know, almost like troubles me that my kid might not have access to that same type of, you know, memory, you know what I'm saying? So I know that if anything that I can do, I'm going to make sure that we can do. And then also with a lot of these conversations that are happening, especially today's conversation around multiculturalism, I want to make sure that all of those elements are included. Like I went to, uh, to Thanksgiving with my wife and you know uh, what I have to offer now that I'm an adult and realize that Geechee culture is in itself a culture right mm-hmm. I um made red rice f- and brought it to the family I ain't tell nobody I was doing it but I just popped up and like had a pan of red rice listen the pan was gone they was like oh well this is crazy like blah 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 listen cause I mean we gotta judge it wait say that again Jenny I said I made a version of red rice and sausage for my husband's side of the family, and they killed it. They killed it, but wow. it did not taste. It didn't taste like anything like Aunt Maggie, cause like I need that <laughs> recipe from Aunt Maggie. I know. <laughs> but uh, I tried my best. <laughs> like her, but they still killed it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I maybe I could teach you a little something, something. So. Oh Lord! All, right. oh, you can get you can get the recipe too from Pamela. Junie Junie swear by his red rice. We already said we gonna do a red, red rice king out here. We gonna see. We gonna see. I'm gonna get red rice and they eat it up every damn chance we get on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with you. I love it. I need to be the judge of that. 
Listen, cause, cause I know, I know if I bring it around, like I, I know the family I grew up in. I know if I bring it around y'all and it ain't right, I'm gonna get embarrassed. And guess yes. what? I'm, I'm cool under the collar, baby. I told them mac and cheese one Thanksgiving, and it was okay. But yeah, I told them what it was. Like, yeah, you needed some more uh, salt. <laughs> I got better and. I got better, oh, and every year I make uh, got, Thanksgiving mac better. and cheese, and it gets destroyed. So, shout out okay. to the recipe. That's what's up. Nigga, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Nigga, nigga, please. Shout out to Junie for passing down grandma's recipe to your black ass. Yeah, but it's still her recipe. It's gonna get you one. It's still her recipe. Daddy taught us how to do it. He put him up last. I know that's right. He said daddy taught us how to do it. Daddy taught us how to do it. Daddy taught me, then I taught Randall. That's how it go. So yeah, we need to go ahead and since Junie said it's rising something up in him to come. Yeah, y'all. But I mean, I just think it needs to be fun. Um, like it needs to be something where as in people can't make an excuse. Well, I can't come because of this. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would love for everybody to be there, even if it's just the first. Even if we call it like a meet and greet where we do cook-offs and and we be uh -huh. in a big house. I don't house. think it should or or a place where we could kind of really congregate and do games and you know what I'm saying? Just get familiar with each other. I would yeah. love it. Me and my boys would show up. I have two sons, y'all. If y'all don't know it, one goes one sixteen, one thirteen. Um, so you know, I feel like they need to meet y'all, and they need to meet Jason. And Jason needs to know that he has two big cousins in Atlanta that he could come and hang out with. You exactly. know, exactly, exactly. So Caden, Caden, well, Caden and Chad are they text here and there or whatever the case may be, but they uh -huh. need to get back, you know, acclimated with each other and familiar with <laughs> each mm -hmm. other right. as cousins. So, how um, old are your boys, Randall? How old are your boys? Uh, I have a six, soon to be seven year old, and uh, my one year old is about to be two. So, I have a look, JC on JC on age. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah Aiden, that... Aiden, uh, so, we went down there. We went down there for Granddad's funeral. Aiden was having a ball. He was playing with Paris. Um, Baby P. Yeah. They was having a ball together. Aiden didn't want to leave. He was crying when we had to leave. Because he was like, oh, Once they see that open forum, that dirt, and that yeah. girl that lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a wrap. He was crying because we were in Uncle Anthony's house. He's like, I don't want to leave the big house. Yeah. I'm like, uh -uh. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, you ain't even seen our carry house yet. Listen. <laughs> Boy, get lost. <laughs> But no, I would love to. And my wife, so my wife, her family, she has family in South Carolina too. And my wife is very big on her family and her culture and her genetics. I mean, to say she's very big in it is an understatement. She's literally in college for genetics. Um, That's good. So she's been diving into her history and she found a lot of her family down in South Carolina. So she's been planning a trip or trying to get us to coordinate a trip uh, down there, to say the least. So, and I'm always trying to go down there. It's hard to go down there, but. We need to set something up like they're saying. Like I think having a big open like house where we all get together, having games mm -hmm. and stuff. We basically get. Like, I mean, because it's sad to say, but we're gonna need we're gonna need like an icebreaker for our family. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and, and I and, and I feel like we can do that. We're you know we're old enough to do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. Listen, so. 
and and kids, now? please, as soon as they get together and you be like, this oh is yeah, they're gonna click yeah, off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not they're easy. Running. Yeah, yeah they yeah. gonna be running around having fun, exactly. talking to each other. It's gonna be us, the ones that need to kind of. We're gonna you know, be yes, yes. yeah, yeah. So. Kids are easy. They are gonna make friends. They gonna they know how to get in there. They are gonna find somebody that they connect with. But as far as us, we go. We I just feel like we need to do that. And yeah. Juni, yeah. I'll help you as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Listen, li- little do y'all know, I'm about to uh, uh, volunteer the Hey Cousins podcast to be the host right. of, exactly. of whatever thing that we about to do, y'all. We about to we about to do this thing. And but I agree with it makes that. Sense. It makes sense. You know, I can get the Northerners here. Yeah. yeah. So now that I'm here, they're coming because we always yes you know around each other so i can get the northerners that's not problem it's the southerners i don't really know like that so i can't really be calling people out the blue hey girl you remember me from um you know Darryl's daughter Darryl. yeah. the <laughs> i got you on that me kendrick got you on that one yeah no, just say the word um and Say the place, because we we're gonna need a lot of room. It's a lot of us. We're gonna need a ton yeah. of room. There's so That's many of us. It's a ton of us. It has to be like a summer thing, like in Gatlinburg. Um, okay. Gatlinburg mm-hmm. is very inexpensive. Nice. They have those huge cabins, um, yeah. and they have yeah. everything in there. They have the pools. They have the jacuzzi tub. We can cook. We can yeah. go out if we want to. You know, we want to plan like a dinner or something. I just think it needs to be real grown and cool, and you know. Well, I it can't be too grown. grown. We coming with kids, girl. Where we going? So many kids. Your kids babysitting. <laughs> Who babysitting? Chase the kid is gonna fall up and up being a babysitter. Why? Why? So they can learn how to scam. Judy, you gotta got learn somewhere. You gotta learn somewhere. <laughs> Scamming one on one. Oh my god, y'all! My kid, listen, Jenny Lynn and Randall. My kid was scamming, and I told Jenny that. Jenny said he gonna let him live it down. I ain't letting it go. Don't let him live it down, y'all. Don't. He needs to listen every time. He gonna be he gonna be a heart surgeon. All all because of this. We gonna we gonna apply that pressure on him. Ain't no more scamming. I know know that's that's right. right. I got no money to take nobody out no jail. No, I don't. But anyway, y'all, is there any, uh, Junie, I'm going to let you go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, so again, Randall, Jenny Lane, we thank you guys so much for coming on today. Your perspective has been a huge add to this episode. And thank you, Martine, for being able to provide yet another perspective that is in the same conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that the rest of us on the call, we were just here to learn from y'all. And I hope Mm -hmm. that you guys, um, I hope that you guys understand how big your experiences are to not only us on this call, but to everyone listening. And so, you know, we encourage you guys to continue writing in your listener letters. It is hey cousin H E Y Y Y Y cousin at gmail.com. And whatever you want, come on. We might got some advice for you. And um, until next week, we love y'all. And on the count of three, y'all, what we do is we say, hey, cousin. Okay, so we're going to do this. And we're going to try to get it right. All right. One, (laughs) two, three. Hey, Hey, cousin. cousin. (laughs) That's as good as it's going to get. All right. See (laughs) y'all. Thank you, Lord.